0: Good afternoon. Today I have Deborah with me. Hi, Deborah. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi, I am Deborah White from um, Northern Ireland in a little town called Bangor. It's just in the County Down, and it's just by the beach. It's lovely. Um, I'm a single mummy to a fourteen-year-old. Um, I blinked, and she became a teenager. So. Now I have a 14 year old. Um, I'm also a mummy to Poppy who is my Shih Tzu dog. Yeah, I just absolutely adore, I love love. Um, I teach P5 part time. So I'm in on a Monday and a Wednesday and a Thursday teaching. And um, on the other days I do so many other things. I basically write teacher resources for um, teachers and i am i'm a freelance editor developmental editor on fiverr.com and um I also do a little bit of ghostwriting for other authors, and I am now obviously writing my own books, which is just crazy, I uh, <laughs> don't know how that happened, um, and I quite like to do watercolours and play the ukulele as well, so I'm always busy, It's my life's always hectic, so it's crazy, <laughs> crazy.
0: Did <laughs> you always know that you wanted to be a writer? Um, no, but
1: um in my family we would have quite a lot of storytellers. So um I have quite a big family. So we were always waiting for that little gap so that you could actually jump in and tell your little bit of information or your little bit of news. So um yeah, whenever I started teaching then, um I just realized I had a real knack to be spontaneous and to be able to just get up there and, and tell a random story and assemblies and so on in front of all these children. And from there then and um, as a teacher I started going I really want to get books on certain topics and so on so that's whenever I start writing them myself so I did lots of little picture books for children and my daughter who is dyslexic she's 14 and she's dyslexic she um, was quite inspired by books about fairies so whenever she was she turned 11 she just was too old for the fairy books that were out So that's what started me writing my fairy journals. So I did a series of fairy books just to encourage her to read because she used to drag a reading book over to me with tears in her eyes. (laughs) Do I really have to read? So it was getting something which she liked. So I just based the main character on her and um, of course my main character that is dyslexic and has all her little traits and of course she was into the fairy kingdom and yeah so I started writing those didn't was really writing them for her and then um, I self-published those and um, I think quite a few people came back to me and said you know your second book was a little bit dark would you ever think of maybe writing for adults (laughs) and I Right, okay. So um that's whenever I wrote Seen and Not Heard. Um I had been basically writing little uh in a little notebook for about 14 years before and then it was just called White Sandals that we notebook and then it became seen and not heard whenever I came up with the idea of the narrator being a house. So um uh so then all those we uh pieces in that book became seen and not heard so i had sent that off to a few publishers and um one publisher came back he was really interested he wanted to see the full manuscript and so on and um in a conversation he had asked me what else am i writing and um i started telling him about the book i was writing which was called no rhyme no reason and he then said I want that book. So I was sort of, oh, okay. So I ended up self-publishing Seen and Not Heard. And um yeah, so I've finished No Rhyme No Reason, which is um about a very cold-hearted female serial killer. So it's gone from the fairy journals to this crazy book um for adults. And um yeah, so I, I just love writing maybe exploring the darker side and um yeah and I really enjoyed writing them and uh, I'm just surprised that this has all just happened that I'm doing this now (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy
0: so yeah do you have a favorite character you've written so far
1: um well I'll have to say Ivy who is in the fairy journals because that's after my daughter um now that I've um written seen, and not heard uh then we have molly who is also dyslexic so it's sort of my daughter growing up <laughs> um yeah um obviously in seen and not heard with the second narrator being the house it was the hardest it was the hardest part to write because i was so restricted because i'm a house so um yeah so i'm i always end up going back and reading those pieces and yeah I do think that um, I, if I had to pick from the three main narrators I would have to pick Ivy because that was what started me off and also she gets to see the fairies so it's great.
0: Um, out of all the books you've written so far what's been the most fun scene you've written and what's been the most difficult, we'll see without spoilers.
1: Okay. Um, I think whenever uh, the most fun scene would be um, going into, there's an, in the fairy journals, there's an actual place called Wildflower Meadow and it's in Crawfordsburn Country Park. It's beautiful. And there's a, um, Wildflower Meadow is a sweet area off from the, the park. It's, well, it's inside the park, but it's sort of away. You have to walk quite far to go to it. And, um, I think it was so fun going there and sort of picturing the fairies because I wanted every so if a child ever went to Wildflower Meadow in Northern Ireland and saw, you know, the the area, then it would be true to the book. So I just did. Um, just getting down to the ferry size and you know could I actually how would I climb up to that up that bench and and so on so that was fun and it was fun just taking that walk and realizing how would I get on a train from here as a ferry and so on so I really enjoyed that so um then you asked what was the other question it was what the most was, difficult the most difficult one for me would have to be hands down the scene in seen and not heard where I was writing about the little mice that comes into the house so I'm actually petrified of mice so um my uncle Sammy whenever he was alive he used to always say to me always look at things from different point of view you know don't always just go from what you see so um I just decided I'm going to write about my fear in the book and I had the house being horrified that a mouse was coming in to the house and it was leaving you know the droppings everywhere and so on and then obviously the house has a real connection with um children so once the mice had the babies <laughs> up in the attic um then um the house really warms to it and loves the little little mouse so um, that was hard for me because I had to do research on (laughs) mice and babies and so on. And really that was cringy for me because I really do have a real mad phobia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was horrible. <laughs> um yes, yeah, so it was funny because with that one I got the most um feedback from better readers and um, coming back to me saying, could could you not have killed the mouse in a nicer way? You know, maybe through poison or so on. I said, if there's a mice in your house, you're going to get it out. <laughs> So um, they were like, oh right enough, you know if it was in their house it was different but because of the way it was written I think they actually felt sorry for the the little (laughs) mice as well, (laughs) so I managed to do it,
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I was scared of mice until we had one in our house that we had to try and get rid of and my mum and I turned into the biggest girls that you've ever seen, <laughs> squealing amazing. if it touched us. And it was just ridiculous. Like, we'd grown adults. What is wrong with us?
1: <laughs> that was me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was embarrassing, but it worked. We got rid of it eventually. <laughs> Um, apart from using your daughter as inspiration, do you hide any other secret jokes or messages in your books?
1: Um, well, from the beginning, um, I met this guy on Facebook called Rick Barnes, and he's, he's an author. And um, throughout both our books, whenever he's writing, whenever I'm writing, we always make reference to each other's books <laughs> because we've been doing, you know, we read for each other. And, you know, I would do an edit on his and he would do an edit on mine and we would subtly mention each
0: other so I think that's quite sweet <laughs> I love that yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, when you are editing your books what's the most overused word or phrase oh that the word that
1: I use it everywhere um, so I just wait to the end of my first draft and then that's the first thing that I try and remove as many as possible from my <laughs> manuscript and then I tell other people for you off for using it <laughs> whenever I'm doing <laughs> developmental edits don't use it don't use it but I use it so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah just is another common one I think
1: yes just and uh yeah I'm trying to think of more there's loads I have um I have a list of words that I look through to make sure that they take them out <laughs>
0: swear words apparently come up quite often as
1: well (laughs) there's more there's no swear words in seen and not heard so um but there's swear words in my no rhyme no reason book so but it just fits the characters so it works
0: yeah unfortunately people do swear so there's no point not putting them in (laughs) absolutely (laughs) Um, do you have any preference for the sort of younger books or the, the older ones when you write?
1: Um, I must say, and if any of my P5s watch this, <laughs> it's going to have to be the adult books now. I just feel so uh, inspired. And I, and I do think that whenever I'm writing, you know, psychological thrillers that um, I can write them faster and um, one thing that I'm not good at is romance I had a romance and scene and not heard and it took me four weeks to do one scene in a coffee shop <laughs> mm-hmm. and I could murder somebody in 10 minutes <laughs> in, in all my other books so um yeah um I'm not good at romance but I would be definitely leaning towards the psychological thrillers
0: and apart from mice and their babies, what's the most interesting thing you found while researching your books?
1: Oh, it would have to be the folklore um for my fairy journals. Um whenever um, I used to go to my um aunt and uncle's caravan, um my aunt used to absolutely petrify all of us by just telling us stories about the banshees and about um the fairies and um and and whenever, before I actually looked it up, um, I was going, did she just make this all up in her head? Where did she get these stories from? And now I look back and go, why would you tell a seven-year-old such scary stories? But <laughs> so they always stuck in my head, but I always thought it was just the imagination of my aunt. And whenever I did research on it, I was going, oh my, this is all folklore. So it was amazing. So there was so many things that I remember her telling me. And it was going into my books and then I was looking it up and I was going, wow, this is this is absolutely brilliant because um, a lot of people believe in this, even you know, adults still believe in this today in, in Northern Ireland. So um it was perfect. And there was lots of other things that I found out as well, you know, even doing research, just talking to people, you know, what did you believe about the fairies? Um, my granddad had a farm and just outside Ballymena. And so it was all country lanes and and going across fields and so on. So um, as a child, I mean, I was convinced I was going to see fairies everywhere. Uh, So, um, and I think, you know, talking to people who have grown up with people talking about fairies is just, it's so interesting. And just plugging those into the books just makes it so much more interesting so yeah I've enjoyed the research definitely
0: um what has been your favorite first as an author
1: um I'll have to say my first interview with you which is today <laughs> I thought I would be too nervous but I'm actually enjoying it so you're my first interview oh, <laughs> I'll you. thank you <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, have you made lots of author friends since you started writing?
1: Yes, I I feel as if I I knew them through a lot of um through Fiverr doing my developmental edits and um, ghostwriting, and ghost and and we've just we've kept in touch so and they always come back so it's great um, and uh, yeah and I and I want to meet more and and uh, it's quite an interesting field to be in and. Uh, if you find out that somebody's writing you know they're so interesting and it's just lovely to talk to them so yeah I'm really enjoying it.
0: Is there a close um, community of Irish writers because I know Scottish writers particularly are very close?
1: No no I um, I think I contacted Colin Bateman because he's um, he's got he, he wrote Divorcing Jack and he um, had said to me that there isn't really writer's scripts, and there, you know, unless I'm missing it, um, I think down in, you know, down south there would be more definitely, um. So it's really online that I feel that I'm, I'm meeting everybody, and um, I'm going to try and start one myself in Northern Ireland. So anyone who's interested, contact me, and um, yeah, and I think just meeting up would be great. And talking about our books and improving our books would love it. <laughs> Perfect for me. <laughs>
0: And are you thinking about attending any of the um, literature events next year? Oh yes, I'll, I'll look into everything that's, that's open and I will check it out, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Even if you go just, you know, as an author that's not on panels and stuff, it's still amazing, so. Oh yeah, definitely, I will. And do you get a lot of feedback from your readers? Um, I got quite a few
1: wee letters from children who have read my books so that's really sweet and um, one wee girl who had given me a letter where it was a little side character and she really connected with this side character and she told me the rest of the story from the point of view of this um, wee character and I just thought it was lovely and she did little drawings and everything so it was really nice yeah and seeing not heard is just out so um, yeah I'm just gonna see what feedback I get from that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, if you're able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Just one? Oh, <laughs> um, what am I
1: reading at the moment? Um, yes, I'm reading this book at the moment by Caroline, um, who wrote you, um, you know the series that's on Netflix as well. Yes, um, but I can't just pick one. I would have to pick. I'd have to pick her and Stephen King and. Um, Lucinda Berry, who wrote When She Returned. Yeah, and, and the author of the Outland, Outlander series, which I love Diane. Um, yes, I would have a full house of <laughs> authors. <laughs> and also I would um bring back Virginia Wolf and, and I'd have Shakespeare in as well,
0: make it even more exciting in my household. We do carry a karaoke <laughs> after. <laughs> And who would you fangirl over most if you met them or author? Um, I would quite like to meet Mark
1: Edwards. Um, Yeah, my daughter and I have been reading his books together. So that's quite nice because that's bonded us together. So um, I would just love to just sit down and chat to him or um, Chuck Polinick. Am I getting his name right? Chuck Polinick. I just think he would be such a... <laughs> I probably wouldn't speak very much I would just be in awe office his writing and go so um, i and talk about Fight Club with him so I would just love it
0: yeah we well, should definitely go to the literature festivals um I've seen Mark Edwards from a distance I think I don't think I've ever spoke to him but I spoke to like Ian Rankin who just said good morning as I was sitting there by myself it was just weird but yeah so you know that's just what happens. Everyone's yes. all the same, and I just talk to anyone. So yeah, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool. I would definitely, definitely try and do that then. Um.
0: Yeah. Um. What was I just going to ask you? Oh, if you were to able to travel to any period of time, either forwards or backwards, where would you go?
1: Oh, that's really hard. Um, just at the end of World War Two maybe. I quite like all the outfits and everything <laughs> and I could just see all the celebrations going on and yeah yeah
0: definitely.
1: Mm. What about you? Where would you go?
0: Um, I'd go to the 80s but as a like a teenager or early 20s because I was born in 83 so I missed all of the epic music so I'd love to go back and be old enough to see <laughs> some of the yeah. Otherwise, I think, like, the 20s, a lot of people say the 20s because of the outfits and everything else is awesome. Yeah,
1: absolutely. The <laughs> outfits are the best.
0: Yeah, but if first a eight.
1: Skirt in the 80s. <laughs> You'd <don't> have to <laughs> wear your skirt and your leg warmers.
0: Yeah, at least women didn't have to have mullets, so that's fine. <laughs> and it's just dodgy dancing. I love watching 80s music videos. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's good.
1: Even the aerobics <laughs> is hilarious, doing the aerobics. <laughs> <early tward>. yeah and
0: <laughs> yeah. um, who was your first liberty crush
1: oh it would have to be Keifer sutherland which is really rare one and then um robert de niro and i watched all the de niro films so maybe that's where my dark side comes <laughs> from <laughs> so um yeah so uh, boys sutherland, gorgeous
0: Yes, he is. I agree. Totally agree.
1: (laughs) Nobody agrees with me here about that.
0: (laughs) Well, that's their loss then, isn't it? (laughs) If they can't see it then. Yeah, yeah. It's his voice, so for me. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um Do you collect anything?
1: Oh, gosh, yes. Filofaxes. I collect filofaxes. I'm crazy. Stationery girl. um, Which is just a nightmare because I may have a caravan and I have all my filofaxes there. I'm embarrassed to show anyone my collection because it's an addiction (laughs) completely (laughs) and I don't use them all. Planners, Hope and HEs, filofaxes, that's me.
0: (laughs) yeah uh, it's notebooks for me and it's embarrassing really and Same. I mean I don't mind but it's where to keep them <laughs> I
1: know. and I don't I, I I stand and look at notebooks and my daughter drags me away and TK Max she says you don't need another one you don't need another one and I'm always looking for I don't like if I don't like them if they're lined I like them blank um or with dots so <laughs> so I'm flicking through them all my god I don't need these I've got quite at home I don't need them.
0: My ideal notebook is an A4 blank notebook but spiral bound and you can't find them anywhere. Oh lovely yeah. Yeah this is the dream for me I need to get out more I think. (laughs) Yes I understand the dream (laughs) which is worrying. (laughs) Yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's very... My, um, I go places with my autistic friend, and it's like, "You're going to buy a notebook." I'm like, "Maybe." <laughs> Even he knows he's picked up. Oh. Yes, yeah, he's picked up <laughs> quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my daughter hates the area <laughs> in the in the shop. I'm either looking at books or around at the stationery area, and she's just going, "Oh, mom, please, I mm. get here." Oh, well, it's terrible. So, <laughs> you know, I can restrict myself. <laughs>
0: yeah I know it's quite an expensive hobby tab isn't it
1: terrible (laughs) terrible and pens as well I like pens pens that are glittery and yeah
0: yeah totally get that too (laughs) (laughs) um if you were able to visit any country where would you be your first choice
1: um I would like to go to America and visit my author friend Rick Barnes so I'd like to see him, and then he lives quite close to Stephen King, so just pop round to Stephen King's house just to get a photograph outside his gates. <laughs> so America, I've never been to America. Have you been?
0: I've been to Florida twice. Oh wow! Yeah, and it it was amazing. Um, I want to go to New York. That's top of my list.
1: Oh yes, lots of people say that. I don't mind yeah. any, just so I've stepped in America. <laughs>
0: yeah it was um it was so clean and people were so friendly and as soon as they realized you were British that was it they loved you they love our accents (laughs) yeah so and it's so weird you walk into a shop and you hear a good morning or something you're looking around like where did that come from but every shop you know it's not a one-off it is it really was something else oh wow I can't be it that's that's
1: my next trip I think
0: yeah totally worth it (laughs) yeah
1: absolutely so different where would you go
0: um rome rome i've never been either and that's yeah that would be first i think
1: yeah wow yeah
0: yeah yeah i want to go. i mean i want to go everywhere to be honest i want to see it all but (laughs) yeah rome i think would be my first choice yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) We have to fulfill these dreams, Donna.
0: I know, I know, yeah. I just need to get rich first somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful. I mean, I've, I have i can't complain. I've been to quite a few places, so. like I've been to Egypt. Wow. And Florida as well. So, yeah, it's not, not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I can't complain. <laughs> um, so... Um, you said what you're working on at the moment. So do you know what's coming next for you?
1: Yes, I'm. I'm working on another um, psychological thriller called Better Safe Than Sorry. So that's my will be my third one, and I'm really enjoying it. So I am. Um, there are two main characters. One is in from America. <laughs> One's from America, and um, whenever she goes through um, a really bad experience, I'll not tell you what it is. Um, she hears a voice in her head, but the voice in her head is a girl from Dublin, so um, who really exists. So you hear both stories, and then how they actually come together at the end. It's quite, it's quite exciting.
0: That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> Well, I don't think I have any more questions unless there's anything you think I haven't asked you that you want to tell us about.
1: Oh, my goodness. No, I'm very happy with that interview. <laughs> if that's been my first interview, thank you very much, Donna. I really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Well, just before we go, do you want to just tell everyone where they can find out more about you and where well, they can get your books from? Well, I have a website. It's www.authordebrawhite.com
1: and um, my books seen and not heard and my fairy journals are on Amazon at the moment so and hopefully No Rhyme No Reason will be coming out either at Christmas time or in this just at the summer so it just depends how quickly we go through this edit so that's very exciting but
0: it was lovely to talk to you thank you you too pleasure anytime thank you (laughs) thank you